Are you seeking more energy, inspiration, wisdom? If so, you're not alone. Each episode is a glimpse into the live discussions we're creating at TogetherWeSeek.online. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, a lightworker and curious soul, interviewing some amazing practitioners and lightworkers to explore inspiration and ancient wisdom with the goal of illuminating our knowing, brightening our path, and further manifesting our work. Well, hello, hello. This is JJ and welcome to the community. Hello. Hello. Together we speak online. So super excited to have everyone here. And thank you for those who are just joining and those that are watching the recording. Today is super exciting because it's one of our first videos and we are going to be talking about human design. Now, this is something that is relatively new to me too. I've only been really aware of human design over the last probably 24 months. But one of our community managers, Shannon, is a does dual things. She works in tech, she helps with communities, but she is also in human design. So welcome, Shannon. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk human design today. Yeah, so let's just start off with the basics. Like what is human design? Yeah, so human design really helps you see a whole new light and help you put together the puzzle pieces of your life. When you're aware of your energy type, your strategy, and your authority, it can help you live life more in flow, freedom, and awareness. And when we're not living in alignment with our energy type and our strategy, it's like trying to force a puzzle piece that just doesn't work in the puzzle. And so when we really start to figure out what our energy type is, what our strategy is, and our authority, we can live more in harmony with ourselves the universe, and then really enter that state of flow. Things just start working with us versus tr- us trying to kind of go up a uphill battle and force things to happen with, with our energy. So, you know, so many of us are in corporate and working and we do Myers-Briggs and Strength Finders. So do you see this as something you can use with some of those tools? Definitely, because a lot of people... We'll go over the different types in just a little bit, but 70% of the world's population are generators. The 30% are different types. And so a lot of times when we're in the workforce, they expect everyone to act the same and to hustle and build and use their energy when there's about 30% of the people who don't work that same way and they need much more rest and time to work in their own creative flow and energy without being surrounded by that generator population. Mm, That's so interesting. So what do people have to have to even get their own human design? What are the details they need uh, to either submit or use? And and how do they go about that? Yeah. So what you can do to look up your human design chart is you'll need your birthday, the, the time in which you were born and the location. And then there are a few free charts that you can look up just to get kind of that basic chart. I use mybodygraph.com, which was a great tool to kind of help get that ball rolling. Now I use Genetic Matrix. That's a much more robust website that you can really dive a lot deeper. But I would say to kind of start off, check out my body graph. And then there's tons of free like YouTube videos or books that you can get, even if you have like free Kindle versions. I downloaded like five or six free Uh, books through my Kindle and 
just really started to dive into my own. And then I started to do my friends and my parents. And now I do it professionally. And it's been really interesting to dive into people's energies and their own strategies and how they can really work with the world around them. So I remember a time when I was working and I just didn't feel like I was part of the right team. I just felt like I was running against the wall every day, whether it was the personalities on the team or the work itself. Could this help me a little bit figure out what is not only just like good environments for me, but also if I'm sort of in the right spot? Yes. Especially once you start to learn your strategy and your energy type, you'll learn how to really tap into your own decision-making process. An environment is really important for a lot of the energy types because there's certain ones that if they're not in the right place, they're not going to get the right invitations to really follow their energy and their flow. For example, one of the energy types is a generator. And I think, Jen, you're a generator and so am I. And generators are really here to love what they do. And if they're constantly frustrated, they're amplifying this frustrated energy and they're going to make the work environment not a great place to work. But if they love what they're doing and they're following that excitement, they're going to amplify that energy and create a beautiful work environment for the people around them. Mm, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Well, we'll have time for questions later. And you're in the community, right? You have your profile set up? Yes. So people have specific questions about human design or if we'll put the links in the description, but if they want to get more information, they can reach out to your profile in online, which just recently launched. So we're super excited about the soft launch we have today. Yes. That's wonderful. Well, great. So now that we're talking about human design, we're talking about how to access human design, how to get your human design. You know, it is important. I think a lot of people have trouble finding their birth time. So can you get your human design if you don't have your birth time? Yeah, you can do like a generic one, which would you basically put midnight in. It just might not be 100% accurate, especially when you get into the nitty gritty details of your chart. It just helps to have that time to really get specific about your unique imprints from human design. Okay, so the time is necessary. And again, where you're born and what time of day. So that's all great. And your birthday. Let's talk about the different types because I have listened to many videos. I've had my human design done and I still get a little twisted around the different types. So let's dive into the different human designs. So first off, like what even is an energy type? So your yes. energy type is how are you meant to engage and exchange your energy with the world and other people? And then what's kind of tied to your energy type is your strategy. So that's the best way to get things that you truly desire in life. It's basically your decision-making process. And the very interesting thing about human design is no energy type makes their decision based off of the mind. It is all completely different. And it's so funny because we live in a society that expects us to really make logical and analytical decisions, which yes, that helps. But when we're really making decisions using our energy, there's different strategies in place that all the different types have. And so I found that really unique and interesting with human design. So you're saying like there's, is there five or six different energy types? 
Yes. So there's five energy types. Okay. And if you know your energy type, it helps you to kind of determine what work you should be doing down here on the planet. Yes. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. It can really help you at least start really tuning into what gets you excited, what lights you up and where you should be focusing your attention. Because once you learn your energy type and how it works and the strategy behind it, you just kind of enter into more of a flow when you're working on your projects and you're excited about things versus, again, kind of trying to fit that round peg in a square hole or, you know, the same. Yeah, yeah. And if you have any questions that are listening, feel free to type it in the chat. We'll take you off mute and you'll definitely be available to ask questions to Shannon directly. So Shannon, do you want to jump into the energy types? Yeah. So the first one we kind of talked about, it's the generator and that's 70% of the world's population are generators. And as a generator, not to go into too many details about human design, but there are different centers throughout the body. And the main center that the generator has is the sacral center. And that is a very powerful motor within. This is located down kind of in the womb or pelvic area. And it's literally your source of life energy that flows through you. You are here to use that energy to work on things that you truly love to do. And you don't have access, consistent access to this energy. And the only approach that you can really take for this energy to emerge is to follow your strategy, which is wait to respond. And when a lot of generators hear that they're supposed to wait to the response, to respond, they're like, wait, how does that work? And it doesn't mean that you just sit around and do nothing. It's rather you're supposed to experiment and follow cues from your body. So when things say you get invited to go somewhere and you get lit up, that's when you go join that invitation to do that project. Or you're really just supposed to listen to the wisdom of your body for as a generator. Love that wisdom of your body. And uh, Teresa has a question. When you say centers, are you meaning chakras? Is that what you mean? They're very similar. I would say when you start to learn human design, the centers do somewhat align to the chakras, I would say. But there are, I think, a couple extra ones built in there. Okay. So you're basically saying sort of around your pelvic area, you have, it's like your knowing comes from places outside of your mind. And for generators, that's really in your sacral. Yes. Got it. Okay. That's so then we have the manifesting generator and they also have that sacral motor and they are really here again to master the work that they love to do. And that motor again turns off and on. So they have to wait to respond, but they also have a channel that connects to their emotional solar plexus motor and their throat center. And having that motor to the throat, they are able to basically speak things into existence. So that's why they're called manifestors, because they have that capability to just speak it out loud and then they can start creating it. So their big thing is they're here to impact others. They're here to be heard. They're here to empower people by their presence alone. And they're here to really speak things into existence. And they also give people that access as well. So me as a generator, I don't have that access to my center. But if I'm around a manifester or a manifesting generator, that channel opens up and I'm able to speak things 
into existence as well. So that's a really cool thing about manifesting generators. A lot of people call them like the superhumans. They have the superpower, but I think each type has their own unique superpowers and gifts. And when they start to learn it and use it with other people, it opens up a whole new world. So for the manifesting generator, they're just really here to wait to respond, must inform others, and then they can act. Yes, I love that. It is probably no surprise I'm a manifesting generator. (laughs) And uh, I'm super excited to even start this community and create a space for everyone to have voice and really come together in a unique way. Because it's something I've needed for a long time. And I think I've been asked like, hey, who do you go to for this? Or who do you go to for that? So the having that kind of be asked of me was my permission to step into this space. Yes, I love it. Super exciting. So we have a question. How can I know which category I fall into? So you'll know when you do your report, it will tell you what energy type you are and it will tell you your strategy as well. That's great. And we'll put that if you what's the report you recommended earlier or the website? Mybodygraph.com. Okay, we'll put that in the notes, too. Perfect. And then, of course, if you want additional information about your human design, you can reach out to Shannon directly in the network. She has a profile. You can just reach out to her directly. Okay, so we have generators, manifesting generators. And now we have manifestors. So about 8% of the world's population are manifestors. They don't have that sacral center. They don't have that sustainable energy or that inner GPS but they are able to take in and amplify the generator's energy around them because they are open. So they can take in that energy and amplify it. But the big thing for manifestors is they don't have that sustainable energy and it often leads to burnout. So this is why it could really help to know your type in a work setting. Because if you're a manifestor and you're constantly trying to keep up with your generator coworkers, you're going to lead to burnout far faster than the other employees on your team. So you need to make sure that you're getting rest and alone time to really cool down, being exposed to all those revved up generators that are just bursting with energy. You're also vulnerable to not knowing when enough is enough and you tend to overdo it. That would make it so good to know. So good to know. And even for your kids too, or spouse, it would be great to know their type. Yeah, I actually found it really interesting. I did my whole family's and my whole family is generators, except for my mom. And it actually made sense. She's a projector, which we'll get to them a little bit later. But she needed a lot more alone time and rest. And a lot of us were kind of like, oh, we can all hang out. We can all do things together. So it's super interesting. Once you do know the type, even your family makes sense, that dynamic in your family and people in your work environment, it makes much more sense of how each other plays on their own energies and their strategies. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. Okay, generators, manifesting generators, and then manifestors. Manifestors, they need to be really allowed to get into their own creative process. And then their strategy is to inform. So again, they have that channel to the throat. So they're here to speak out their ideas. And then that's when the rest of the energy types either get excited about their ideas like a generator could be like yes i want to hop on board on that that was something that happened with me and jen she kind of spoke her idea and i got excited and you know accepted her invitation so that's how we kind of all play together next up we have our reflectors 
they are completely clear. None of the nine centers are defined at all. And so as a result, they don't have consistent access like the rest of us. Therefore, they can struggle with a sense of self and staying grounded. They tend to be super fluid. They take in and amplify the energy around them. And they really function as a mirror to the people around them. So for them especially, being in certain environments really impacts their energy. So they need to be around people that help them and cultivate that positive energy. If they're in a very negative or toxic environment, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be using their energy in the correct way. And it's really going to impact their self and their identity. So I think I know that's only 1% of the population, right? Yes, it's a very small population. And they're still learning a lot because they're such a different type than the rest. Their strategy is known to be like, wait for a whole lunar cycle before making decisions. But I've kind of done a little bit of research on the side and some reflectors say that's actually not true for them. So we're still even learning about the different types and how this actually plays out in a practical way in society. Interesting. One of my dear friends is a reflector and, and she's always doing research on it. But I do see she is a mirror, whether it's with the school or it's with the political landscape or it's with our friend group. She's always sort of regurgitating information to make people more present and understand what's really happening. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah. And it does take her a longer time to make a decision. She is not a quick decision maker, but at some point, maybe we'll have to get her on because there's so few of them. Yes. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. All right. And then we're up to number five already. Yep. So the last one is the projectors. So they also have an open sacral center. They don't have that defined center to the throw. A projector is deeply tuned into the world around them and wise about people. They're not designed to work in a traditional sense. They're really here to be guides. And once they are seen and recognized, that's when the projector can really step into that role of being a guide. So they are really here to be tuned into the quality of being rather than doing. So our generators and manifesting generators are doers, but our projectors are here to really teach us about being. They're receptive to nature. They take in, again, the energy around them and are guided by what feels good. Projectors, similar to our reflectors and manifestors, are vulnerable to burnout and can easily feel undervalued in our culture or in their work environment. So their strategy is they must wait to be invited. If they try to do something by themselves without being invited, they're going to end up frustrated and not get that energy flow that they need. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, I'll have to look to see if I can find any charts having to do with different job types and such for the different types of energies that come out of the human design. Because I feel like it's so hard to then equate yours to like a good working environment. How do you guide people to do that? Yeah. So then what I would say, once you know your energy type, that's just kind of the big category of learning how your energy works and your strategy. But once you dive into the different channels and your open centers, that can give you more clues to your career path or your direction in life of what 
will light you up or the lessons you're here to learn. I know for like myself, I have like an underlying leadership underneath, but I have to wait to be voted in or invited to be a leader. And so kind of I spend my whole life working on different experiences and then eventually someone's going to be like, you need to lead, you know what you're talking about. And then I'm invited to step up into that leadership role. So that was actually pretty interesting because my whole career, I was always trying to get manager position or like step up very quickly. And I had to wait to be invited. And I didn't know that really about myself until I dove deep into my chart. Interesting. Well, that's so great. Well, we'll definitely put the links down. Uh, I know human design, some people who know it are already in it pretty deep, but a lot of people have heard about it and really don't know how to fit it into the full equation. So I think this overview gives me some insight and hopefully some of you of what is human design? How can I use it? And I love just giving us a link of how to get started. I'm sure once they get started, they'll realize there's so many other components. You know, I have been asked, and I want to get your opinion on this, is human design and gene keys connected? They are connected and you can definitely see how they're connected when you start to learn more about your gene keys and how they overlap on a lot of things. And what I like about the gene keys is they're a little bit more targeted with terms like your life's work or your vocation or your purpose. And so those kind of three categories really at least gave me big clues and indicators of my life direction. But then you can kind of map them back over to your human design chart. And that gives you a little bit more detail of the specific ways in which you can use your energy. Okay. Well, that is helpful because I hear a little bit more about genes keys these days, even yeah. just even over the last couple of months. Well, great. Is there anything that I didn't ask you which would be important to share? No, I think that's good today to get you guys started. I would say next steps is really to take a look at your chart and learn about your energy type and your strategy. And then if you want to dive deeper, I know like my body graph has, you can take little courses. If you want a full reading, I do do full readings. You get like a hour session with me and I actually can walk you through your own chart and give you practical tips because I'm also a life coach. So I like to use human design with my coaching practice because it just is a really good way to get you started on your energy and how to use your energy and your strategy to start following what lights you up and gets you excited and find your life's purpose. Well, this is fantastic. I'm so excited to start the community. Together we seek that online. I want to thank Shannon for her time and the women that joined today and people that will be listening in. This is just a taste of what we're going to be doing in this community is really taking some of these things that we may hear about and actually breaking them down and then meeting practitioners that can help us if it's something that aligns our calling or something that interests us. So thank you so much, Shannon, for sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you to all the women that are here as we move forward in this new community that we're kicking off this week. I can't even believe it. So thank you again and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to meet you all. Oh, so wonderful. Thanks again. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at TogetherWeSeek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there.